In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Check me out right here, yo. Stay low, blow like hoodie, true pimp. 
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. That was Free Fallen mixed with uh, Notorious B.I.G. Mo. I'm sorry, my head is not really working. So uh, I got my second vaccine shot today. I have had a headache now for a good portion of the day. And I was going to just put the interview, and I have an amazing interview with you, with our, for you, with our friend Lex Nico, uh, who's been on the podcast before, and she's great. She has a podcast. Uh, called One Last Thing with Lex Nico, and we just go everywhere. We talk about Chloe and Tristan, we talk about all the Bravo shows, we talk a lot about Courtney and Travis Barker, and she is just a blast to talk about. I think you really are going to enjoy that if you want some laughs and some good conversation. And I was just going to put that interview out, and then these mother effers over at Bravo did something horrible to me tonight, is that they released two clips From the new season, season nine of Vanderpump Rules. So, of course, I have to put those clips in here because you guys might not even know what happened tonight. And we're going to talk about it for a couple minutes and then we'll go about our merry way. And then I'll talk to you guys again on Friday, probably. Um, But so they've been shooting for a month, you guys. They pulled a fast one um, and they ruined a lot of the fan fiction I, I wrote in my head about the beginning of the season that we, I think we even talk about that on today's podcast. So, um, and that's fine. That's great that they've snuck one by for the last month. But then I feel like if you're going to do that, when you put a clip of a show that has been gone for a year and a half, it's like that adage, like, you know, you know, if you shoot me, you better not miss. If you air that, you better come correct and you better air something really, really fantastic to take away from all the discourse that we've had about this show in the last year. Um, and and I want to be fair to say this doesn't I have been proven wrong so many times. In fact, I'm I, that is my thing being wrong. But what I think is You know, I don't know what I want to know what they're thinking over there. Were they like, let's underwhelm them first and see where, you know, if we underwhelm them, they will not expect anything. And then it's going no matter what we do, it'll be good. But the first clip that I'm going to play uh, for you is with Tom Schwartz, Katie Maloney, Lala Kent and uh, Randall Emmett. Uh, Randall fully is in full effect. And I'm going to play it for you and I want to know your thoughts. I won't be able to hear what your your going to your thoughts are, but I'll assume I know them and then we'll we'll talk. We made it 37 weeks. I'm like so proud of my body. Let's just ask a question. Are you in trying cuz I, I don't even know. I thought once we pulled the goalie it would like happen right away. Maybe you should like go get your sperm tested. Yeah. I've been laying off the hot tub. Hey, do you sleep without pants on? Not naked. I feel vulnerable. What do you wear? I have like an irrational fear like an owl's gonna come through the wall. What is going on? Randall's a free baller. Okay, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Whoa, what an amazing scene between four adults. Oh. So that takes place in daylight over at Randall and Lala's house. And Tom looks like he has some sort of towel thing on his head uh looks sickly if i'm going to be honest which we're used to schwartz looking sickly um you know i don't know what to say like i don't there it's the people from the other seasons they're the people i mean you know what i think what it it, it's the next scene i'm going to play for you is much better uh and it would be better by default even if we didn't even play the next scene i i would say just trust me it's better um but I, I really I really think it was potentially 
you know, a mistake in some ways. I think the majority of people will be really excited. I I love surprises, so I love the fact that they were filming for the last month. I, I think that's great. I love that they snuck that in, especially with this fan base. Nobody let the secret out for the most part, and I think that is incredible. What I don't like, though, is you know, you have all this anticipation. If they're going to film, you're like, oh, I have all these exciting ideas that I think would make the show better. And then you're like, oh my God, they did not um, jump into my mind and take any of them. That is very, it's just very bland. It's very basic. It's a, it's a, it's a cast off scene from season eight almost. So basically Lala is pregnant. We get to see her and no offense. I think motherhood is beautiful, but I don't know if I want to watch Lala's journey of motherhood. And I think it's okay for me to say that. I don't, and I really don't mean it in a jerk way. I just mean like, I don't personally care about her journey in that way. Um, And I, I care a little bit more about Sheena's motherhood journey, but only slightly. So I was kind of hoping that they really were starting filming next week, which was what I had thought and heard, but now I'm realizing that's the Tom Tom portion of things potentially when they open, reopen. Um, so you have this journey. And so we're obviously going to see the journey now. If they've been shooting a month, probably journey of Sheena and Lala. Sheena and Lala, of course, were in a fight. We now know that they have made up according to Lala's comment on Sheena's Instagram. So we'll obviously they've already shot that scene where they've made up, I'm assuming. But this scene was nothing like and and by the way, I really basically what they're talking about there is they're going to pull the goalie and Katie and Schwartz are going to try to have a kid. Katie and Schwartz don't even like to have sex with each other. They think the kid, like we're, we're throwing a kid into the mix. Last season, they said they like to watch TV together and don't have sex. And then they like to eat candy in bed and stuff. Like, I I don't think Jax is ready for a, ba- a baby, but I don't think Schwartz is either. And by the way, real quick, Jax needs to stop with the, the foot fetish shit with the baby. You can't have... A man that is uh, claimed to be an extreme uh, foot fetish freak where he wants to have sex with feet and then keep showing his baby's feet and saying he wants to eat them. I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying, are you fucking insane? You're People are going to draw that comparison if you watch the show. Also, you're not supposed to be putting Nikes on a two-week-old baby. Their feet aren't fucking formed, you idiot. Like, they're still growing at, like, a decently rapid pace. Like, you can't shove Nikes onto a baby. It's, like, ridiculous. Uh, no offense if any of my listeners have tried to do that. I think you guys are cool doing it. But um, so that I don't know what else to tell you. It's like we got confirmation Randall's going to be in it. Um, but it's just one of those underwhelming things where I have a feeling and maybe I'm wrong here in the sense of how I view it. But they are looking at this show. I think Bravo thinks that like, wow, everybody is really interested in these characters journeys. And I thought maybe for a time I was, but now I realize I'm not. I'm more about the journey of the bar life. Like, I'm not in a journey of a bar life anymore. So I like to see the journey of a bar life. I'm also not in a journey of having kids, and I don't want to see the journey of having kids. I... But but maybe I'm the one that's left in the dust. Maybe all of you guys want to see this. So I'm leaving room for me to be wrong um, about what everybody wants. It just feels like this potentially isn't it. It's like when you're really excited to taste a food that you haven't tasted a long time because you've been on a diet and then you taste it and you're like, it wasn't as good as I remembered. Oh, 
this is not good. I don't like this. This is I maybe I've changed. Maybe my taste buds have changed. You know, that's how I felt watching this short scene. Also, thank God it's just a short scene. But that's what I do. I talk. I make huge podcasts about small moments. So um, that's that scene. Now let me find you the other scene, which I think is a tad bit better. Okay, guys, sorry about the sound quality on that last one. They don't have an official clip, so I taped it off the TV. So that's why it's really low in the mix. Um, But basically, they're over at Sandoval and Ariana's house with Sheena. And Sheena is saying she gained 40 pounds in her ass. And uh, great. And they're eating pastries. And um, none of the... Ariana's eating a little bit. And Tom's like, I'm going to have to eat all these pastries. And then Sheena lets her lets us know that this is the first time she hasn't had Botox in years. And then she makes these funny faces trying to wrinkle her forehead, which is very on brand for Sheena. I was very I like I like Botox humor. I think that's great. Good for Sheena. But it was just it was that scene out of the two I liked. Now, I might have gotten word from somebody in the cast very recently that um, that they did not know that they were putting this out today. I don't. I don't know more about that, and that is that person will remain nameless. But uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to, you know, who know. And by the way, here's my other thought too that I was just thinking is that maybe they're not fully in swing. Maybe they knew they're going into production, so they filmed two scenes. Like maybe they filmed this scene and the La La scene just to play catch. I don't know, you guys. I'm just as confused as anything. But what a weird rollout. Uh, this just happened all of a sudden. I don't know. Maybe it's because they announced yesterday and they're trying to build an excitement. Like, what if tomorrow we just get a full season? What if they drop it like Beyonce's Lemonade all of a sudden and then Tom Tom's like fully open overnight? I mean, I at this point, I need to talk. Can, can I talk to whoever's in charge over there? I don't mean Bravo, but I need to talk to production. We need to all get on the same page. Please call me. I can relay the information to all the listeners. And we can really, I feel like somebody didn't fill out some kind of... Uh, uh, what are those like the uh, questionnaires? I felt like we should have had a questionnaire passed around from production. In fact, I filled out like a thirty-minute one on fucking Summer House yesterday that somebody sent me, and like they were asking questions like, "Do you like the way the wind blows in the Summer House?" And like this Vanderpump Rules doesn't say. I mean, we need to organize. This is. I mean, by the way, this is now we're. I'm protesting now. I want to organize. I am going to storm Tom Tom tonight. And I'm going to open this up and I'm going to make the damn show I want to make. At this point, my fan fiction is going to be better. But uh, overall, it is, it is, it is, hmm. it's nice to see these people. I hope Katie has a good season. I hope, I hope all of them have a good season. I am worried because I was worried about how Randall and Lalof would fit into the season. And now I'm realizing, oh, it is probably going to be a baby journey and I'm just not here for it. For some reason, the Sheena thing, it seems almost deserved and a little more organic than trying to keep shoving Lala down our throats. And the other thing is, think about the jacks of it all. I have a feeling he's going to be up 
you know, up Randall and Lala's ass. So like, oh, you guys going to film? Oh, okay. Well, can I just hang here? Do you mind if I hang while I film? I'm not going to be in it. I just want to hang. I'm just not doing anything. Um, I have a feeling like shit like that. He's just always going to make them feel bad about filming. Obviously, I have a very disturbed mind and I'm thinking about um, things that I anyways. But our next guest, uh, Lex Nico, we actually talk about this today because we started off on a topic that I didn't even plan on. And I just thought it was so funny that half the things that Lex and I talk about, I think on our podcast are, are things that kind of file, you can file under, why am I even up at night thinking about this? Like half the things that I'm very passionate about, I don't know why, why I'm passionate about it, but I'll sit up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, why, why does Chloe stay with Tristan? Or, and by the way, we talk about the Chloe Tristan thing. The girl went on record saying that he has a peekaboo dick, you guys. Sorry if there were I didn't give you the heads up to put the kids out of the car. Uh, rewind that. Put the kids out of the car. Okay. She said that Tristan has a peekaboo dick, which means Tristan is uncircumcised. That's pretty damning information. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of uncircumcised people out there, but I didn't know that about Tristan. So that's a pretty good giveaway that at least she's got some weird information on Tristan, this girl that supposedly slept with him. But I'll sit there. I'll think about this a good 30 minutes of my day where I'll start getting mad and convincing, convincing like it's, it's my life or something, you know? I'm the Chloe character, not the Tristan character, but um, with steadier features. Um, anyways, I am really kind of delirious right now. My head really hurts, and I'm going to stop because I don't want to hear my voice um, anymore in my head. But uh, everybody get vaccinated. <laughs> I really sold it there. I can't. My head's pounding. Everybody get their second shot. It's really nice. Uh, but anyways, I, I interviewed her um today before my shot and and uh i think she is great lex nico go check her out at lex nico on instagram and her podcast uh one more thing with lex nico she is great so here we are and i'll talk to you guys on friday unless something drastically bad happens to me overnight okay bye what if that was the last thing you heard from me ever sorry okay here's lexico uh ladies and gentlemen our next guest is a return guest because she was so great the first time and she is what you call like an ultimate um kind of uh one of the, like i, I fit, she's like scotty pippen like and I, i'm not saying i'm michael jordan but i'm saying she's like scotty pippen in the sense that you could throw a ball to her and she's going to deliver like you could throw <laughs> any topic her way and she will deliver in terms of pop culture and that's what i needed today and we'll get into exactly why i needed this today uh, but let, let's just get to her. You know her from the podcast. One last thing. Uh, Lex Nico, welcome back to the show. Hi. Oh my God. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Well, I mean, that I would consider mean consider myself were... more of a Dennis Rodman. I go MIA quite a few well, times. Your hair is, uh, <laughs> your hair is multiple colors right now. So no, also <laughs> you don't want to be a Scotty Pippen because Scotty Pippen at one time was married to Larza. Larza. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I mean, I guess let's start off there. What are your thoughts on Larza Pippen? Because I read her as, and I know I'm a, a dude and I might not have the, I, I don't, I just, she seems kind of desperate to stay in the public eye all the time. Yeah. And the Scotty Pippen marriage, if you watched Real Housewives of Miami, you guys, which we're doing over on the Patreon, but you, you see that she has like a real relationship. So I'm like, what the fuck happened between 2010 and now where I know Larza Pippen is like the Kardashian friend and the guy and the lady that dated future, the rapper, and then like mm-hmm. breaks up NBA relationships. I was like, the Larza in there is kind of annoying in Miami, but she has a family and stuff. Yes. 
yeah, I don't know. I think the fame got to her. Like I've, I've thought about this so many times and I actually can't come to any other conclusion because it's like real housewives, Larsa to where she is now. And like, dude, I have heard stories firsthand, like from last year, NBA players in LA, her being at parties, her. And it's like, you're at a party with a bunch of 20 year olds. Like you have children. That's what I, that's what, okay. See, and I, and I, but see, I don't, it's like a delicate, like, I, I always think about this. Cause I want to think of like, okay. In terms of feminism, like, you know, totally. guys can go sleep around. Like why cannot, why can't Larza do the same thing? And I don't know, maybe it's the weird way. Like we all think about women or something, but at the same time, I'm like, why would you want to hang out with a bunch of 20 year olds? Unless <laughs> It was a money thing. These are the people with money and she might not have all the money that she wants because you can never have enough money. Mm -hmm. And, but like, what is she doing to these 20 year olds? Is she going up to them and saying, I'm a woman with experience and I'm going to give you the best sex you've ever had in your, I mean, I, I know that sounds foul, but what is she doing to make these guys trip out on her still? I have no idea. I don't know if it's like, Again, I don't know. I think about this so much more than I should. And it's like, I love, wait, I wait, wait. Like <laughs> Lex, I love the thought because what she just said is completely right is I don't know why I think about this so much. And that should be the title of our podcast because I don't know why I will. Like, it'll just hit me in the middle of the night of like, what's going on with Larsa Pippen? Yes. I, there's no reason why I should be thinking about this stuff. Absolutely none. Zero. Our entire, and lives, <laughs> are, our entire lives are this. Why am I thinking about this? And she comes up constantly. And like, she also comes up in like conversation of, you know, my friend is at a party in LA at this person's house and Larsa Pippen was randomly there. And I'm like, why are you there? Like I still, and I think to your point, it has nothing to do with being a woman or a man. Like, I'm just like, I know myself, I'm a single gal. Like I should be going to these parties. And I'm like, I don't even want to be there. So I don't know if it's a relevancy <laughs> thing. I don't know like what I've it also is. At a certain point, like, and I mean, I, you know, as I, as I get older, like you don't want to be at all the parties. Like, is she, is she exhausted at a certain point? Like, is she like, no, I can't, you know, like is NBA season a tough time for her? Cause she's like, there's too <laughs> many parties. I can't keep up with this, you know? And then I don't know if you remember this, but it really threw me for a loop. I think it was like last year before the holidays we got or earlier this year. I can't remember, but like we got the background photos of her and Harry from Too Hot to Handle out for dinner in LA in like West Hollywood. And I swear to God, the camera was like in their mouths at the dining table. And I was just like, I can't, I'm out. Okay. This is so too she, thirsty. <laughs> Lex just brought up something very interesting. You guys, she brought up Backgrid and Backgrid is usually, we've talked about this on the podcast before it's the company that like kardashian stuff will hire usually and those are the photos that are sold to like daily mail and stuff so it's usually like when kim wants her to you know be seen looking you know sad by an ocean like mm -hmm. they'll fall back grid and then those so it's like a, you know you you scratch my back i'll scratch yours kind of relationship but the larza thing and then you brought in the too hot for handle which is so because I almost felt like Larza was managed by the same people because then also then you bring in Francesca from too hot for handle yeah. who too hot to handle who was dating Harry from too hot to handle. And then she split off and then she started dating a girl. And then mm -hmm. I was just like, at what? I mean, like, it's like people that want fame so badly and they're gorgeous, but they also realize there is no discernible talent, like zero discernible talent, except for, yeah, I'm fun. I like to, you know, so they want to get themselves out there as much as possible. So they start doing weird things like, well, I'm going to start dating this girl and see if that gets me any traction, you know? Correct. 
yeah, they're, they're hot and they're shameless in the sense, like, and look, if that's, if that's your, your path and your journey, I'm all for it. Like, I want everybody to just be themselves, but it's like, I, I, I just, there's no part of me that ever gets from point A to point B with those types of people. Like I saw Francesca was in Tulum a few months ago with like some old dudes. And I'm just like, is that what you want? Like I'm being well, super judgy now, that, but I'm like, I can't no. handle it. I mean, I even, cause it, it's such a larger conversation in terms of, you know, I, I, we were talk, talking last week, I think about Lindsay Lohan and how, you know, she pretty much now gets passed around by Russian oligarchs mm-hmm. who kind of like, or, or Dubai guys who pay her way that thinks like, what a, what a cool cachet that I'm hanging out with a American movie star. <laughs> and that is what she is kind of like, and here's somebody that was a well-known actor, like huge for the time. Um, and yeah. really was a good Iconic. actor, you know, and yes. then problems happen, which, you know, things happen when you're younger, but she now is in this spot where it's like, it just feels like keeping up with a lifestyle more than keeping up with, um, you know, what, what you fell in love with this business. Yeah. Your craft, if you will. Which by the way, can you really fall in love with a craft when you're a kid? You know, I mean, I guess she was in the parent trap and was amazing and stuff, but you know, if your mind isn't fully formed yet, can you really say like, I'm, I'm an actor through and through, you know? I, I mean, don't think so. Club, I love, I loved it, but it was so bizarre to watch this girl that, you know, Robert Altman, an amazing film director said she, you know, she was the actor of a certain generation. And then all of a sudden she's like at beach club. I, I say what's good, you know, like, and picks up a gold right. and talks about. Putin. She's literally Dorit 2.0 with the accent. Like I cannot handle it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, so anyways, I, I said, Lex really is a utility, like a, a Scotty Pip, because you really, she can talk about anything. And that's why I highly recommend her podcast, but I needed her today because I don't know if you see anything different about me, Lex, but I just got my second vaccine shot about an Gorge. hour ago. So oh, no, I, that's, so if I die during this, just know you will be the last guest. And I am also, if, anybody, honored. She, if I do die, concerned. you can find the file on my Mac. You're going to have to convert <laughs> it to GarageBand and you're going to run it through an audio processor, mom, and then make sure you put it out on Buzzsprout and we'll, we'll see how that goes. And also make, oh, sure, my you, make sure you put ads with it, mom. This will be a big one if I die. So no pressure, Lex. <laughs> But I also, it was like, I'm ready. I need somebody that can like, um, no offense, like carry it if I die during this, you know? You know, I got you. I got you for sure. Like, <laughs> please take care of yourself. I'm very curious if we're going to see this like deterioration in your health over the next hour. <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> I, what if, I mean, but what if it goes the other way? What if I get like superpowers and you're like, oh my God, Ryan, you're floating. And I'm like, what? You know and what? All of a sudden I'm like, oh my God. I'm also good for it. I am now well-versed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I Wait, got you. Wait, why are you, are you dating somebody that is into Marvel? No, God, I wish. No, I watched them all in quarantine and now I've made my friends watch them all in quarantine. So I've been like talking about it. I'm all Did you even watch the TV shows? Are you like Falcon and Winter Soldier? And and WandaVision. I am like straight up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's really interesting. I've seen every Marvel Cinematic. I'm a couple episodes behind on Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like, Where, like, I mean, if you were to talk like woman to woman, which is Mm -hmm. kind of what you're doing now, um, (laughs) how would you like recommend, like, what is in it for women for like Marvel movies? You know, it's the story. Like, 
my friends and I literally call it the making you cry universe. So the MCU making you cry <laughs> universe I love that, yeah. because there is something with the stories that is so universal and compelling. Like they're beautiful stories about hope and about teamwork. Like it is very feminine. I'm sorry. And it's you Disney. turn off at the action or do you like the action or are you just like, I'm in it for the characters and the, the, uh, you know, the, the r- romance, if you will. I mean, Wanda and vision had romance. Oh, that was so you good. Know? Yes. I mean, I'm, I don't turn off the action, but there are times when I turn away, like that I'm just a little nervous and I have to actually tell myself like Marvel's owned by Disney. It's like not going to be gory or anything oh you have to talk yourself down because you're afraid that you might see something that will really i hate scary gory shit like i don't like it at all (laughs) i'm so desensitized to things and i can really separate what's a movie and what's real life Mm -hmm. like um and and uh well, I mean, this was great when I was driving to get my vaccine shot. And I mean, I've, I've spoken recently where Hollywood has gotten to be, LA is a really weird place right now. It's just like the energy awesome. is completely off. So we'll, we'll talk about you potentially coming back or not <laughs> yeah. soon. But I was driving and I was on the Hollywood and Highland area and we had to go down to like one lane and I look over and it's like, because they set up a tent because there was like uh, a gentleman that, that with a sheet over him, obviously dead on the road. And they had set up like a police bear. And I'm just like, man, that's just oh, perfect. I'm seeing a, seeing a man just pat dead on my way to my vaccine. Uh, LA- and then you just have to carry on with your day. Well, but see that disturbs me, but I can separate like Marvel and like, like mm-hmm. horror films, like those saw films were too gory for me, but I was I could handle it. I wasn't like, oh my God, you know? Oh yeah. See, I can't, I cannot watch that shit at all. Not at all. But I think because I am like, I try to be so desensitized from like the real world. I watch that stuff and like, I'm sobbing uncontrollably. They're like, I allow myself to feel all of my emotions through content. (laughs) And that's why I'm so sensitive to it. Have you ever cried at a reality show? Um... I, you know what, actually, so below deck sailing, I've been watching, and I don't know if you watched this Monday's yeah. episode, Yeah, totally. Um, but Colin's oh, dog, dog died. Yeah. And that was sad for me. You know what? You're right. I teared up because we can't help, but not think about our dogs and stuff exactly. like that. And I was just like, I hope I'm not on a boat when my dog goes. Like, I know it's guys, like, you want to be there. <laughs> I just recommended this yesterday. Below deck sailing yacht, I think is having a low key, amazing season. Thank it's, you. It's all gelled at this point. Like, and they did that mid mid season trailer this week. And it's like, Oh shit. Like there's so much good stuff to come. And yep. don't you love it when a show like kind of gels and all the characters, the pieces they put together actually work because last season of below deck with captain Lee just didn't gel. Yeah. So what I think is like this cast is messy. It makes such a huge difference when they're not like trying to almost produce themselves in their own storyline. Like they just got drunk and they like messed up right from the jump. And it's been a mess ever since in the best possible way. And that's why it is so good. And then Captain Glenn just like lets them go off and do their own thing and like be yeah, messy. Captain Glenn, I love Captain Glenn's hands-off approach because it's yes. direct opposition of Captain Sandy and how far up he she was in everybody's ass. Correct. On, um, and also why so guys there's this guy gary on there and he's like about to hook up with the second like he's already hooked up with somebody the first night and now sydney, he's about to is her name sydney yeah i don't, I don't even sydney. i'm not it's even sydney going, like, I, know gary. I got it um but he's about to hook up with the second one and it's like he's a cool guy but i'm i'm like 
how, why is everybody thinking Gary's hot or why is it just the attitude? I have, I, again, another thing that keeps me up at night. I'm like, are we fighting over Gary? These two girls, like seriously, it must be a personality thing or like the vibes and energy because like it's Gary. Like what? Yeah. what? <laughs> well, then we have the, who's the, who's the tall drink of water? The Jean-Francois. Jean-Francois. And Jean-Francois <laughs> called him Lord Far- Farquand, this uh, <laughs> Gary Lord Farquand, because by the way, uh, Jean-Paul, he sucks at his job, but he was oh. totally sucks at his job and he, he didn't take kindly to that, which is, I, I, my whole other as I get older I'm just like nobody takes responsibility for anything like he sucks at yep. his job. you know take he that sucks feedback in but then you guys the other uh stewardess lady who's in her 30s he's in his 20s they hook up and they're kissing passionately um mm-hmm. at night and supposedly she's pregnant with his baby now is that his baby? That's what the rumor is that that's uh, his baby. And that's why she's not said anything. And in fact, she just released the first picture last week. Yes. With her, you know, and I, the caption, I was, I was curious because the caption was like, just me and you or something like that. And I was like, whose baby is this? But if it's Jean-Francois, that's it. He's and, so young. And I believe they don't follow each other on Instagram any longer. Oh, so no. Could you imagine having your relationship start on below deck? And then also you get that person pregnant and then it's like played out on Instagram and we'll have to see it at the reunion. Like, For sure. And he said that this is like the first girl he's ever liked. He's never had a girlfriend. No, there was like called his mom, you guys. And he was like, <laughs> this one's special. And it, she was like, this is the only one. What do you um And the thing I wonder about production on any reality show is that this is a real life situation. So when they get the call that she's pregnant, does like the producers go, oh my God, I I can't believe that. But then secretly they're like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. We've got the season of a lifetime coming. Like, I mean, are they excited and horrified for their, their, their probably both. And I feel like it's like, depending on what level of producer you are, AKA what side of the dark side, like, I could see certain producers being like, oh my gosh, we can produce this. Fuck yes. And then other ones having like some moral compass being like, oh man, personally, I hope that they're okay, but it's going to be a great story if they both choose to come back on. And if they don't, they'll make it whatever story they want. And that's the thing about being a producer. (laughs) Well, I mean, the further I get into these shows, it's like my fascination now starts to like go to behind the scenes of like, Mm -hmm. I want to know all of the stories of putting something together of what happened. Like, I want to know the summer house stuff of Hannah's complaining. She's getting the villain edit. I want to talk to everybody on that crew and talk to them about the villain edit. I want to know where they piece things together. I want to know if they were like, yeah, we put in a couple extra things to support this argument of Hannah being horrible. Like, I want to know things like that because I tend to think that the camera by some weird alchemy picks up the thoughts behind people's eyes. So even if you edit, you're still going to see a core truth in any of these people that we watch. But we as humans tell ourselves multiple things to get through the day. So it's easier to tell yourself I'm getting the villain edit than realizing Whoa, I had a bad year, you know? I know. I think about that all of the time with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette too, because I'm just like, there's always this villain and I don't ever see that person coming out on Instagram or in real life, like being like with people being like, that's like a totally different person than we knew and yada, yada, yada. It's like, there's always like a little bit of it. And I feel like with Hannah, everyone's kind of said that she's 
let the fame of this show go to her head a bit and whether like, I think that is beyond just what we saw on camera, but it sucks. I liked her a lot. Like, but this season I just couldn't jive with her. Well, that, this is the main argument that goes on in my head now, not just Larza Pippen, but I, (laughs) I think pretty much 24 seven about summer house and about the Hannah argument now. Like I, I've thought about it so much in these last couple of weeks because I want to try to be fair. And like, I, like you, I liked Hannah last season. And some, mm-hmm. I know people, some people just don't like Hannah from the beginning. I liked her. It's just that from what I saw, and I don't want to say that in terms of from what they let me see, uh, from what I picked up on, and I, I'm pretty a savvy viewer at this point, I think she's completely in the wrong. And I played this clip yesterday of everybody backstage at the reunion. And they were all like, well, you know, we're going to, Carl was like, we're going to talk about Hannah, Hannah, and Hannah today. Like they all seemed mad at her for different reasons. And then Hannah was like, um, you know, Hannah was like, yeah, I'm excited to get out there and speak my truth and kind of, you know, I'll be able to, you know, uh. like she didn't seem apologetic in any fashion. She didn't mm-hmm. seem, and I just, I would, it would be so refreshing if any of these reality stars would be like, I don't know, man. And I don't mean in the Jax Taylor, I'm a, a work in progress kind yeah. of apology, but I mean a real, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, there are some times in life you can just say, I fucked up, you know? And I feel like if anybody would do that, it would be Hannah to just be like, I was an asshole. Like, I let this get to me. Like, she, even like as a character sort of thing, like, she could totally come back from that arc and just be like, I was a dick. Like I, I realized that looking back that I fucked up, but like, I don't know if she will. I'm also so curious with her. Like, I know she has giggly squad with Paige and I'm like, she kind of talked shit about Paige in the finale being like, well, Paige isn't going to say anything to Amanda and Kyle. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, like if I'm sure I have you know, friends in relationships that I don't love their partner, but you don't always just be like, they're an asshole. Like at a certain point you accept it and you move on. And that's what Paige is doing in my opinion. But I'm like, are they getting on or is it now like a business thing? Cause they branded each other as one thing. Yeah. I mean, you're dead on. This is exactly what I've been thinking. No, no. This is exactly what I've been thinking about because Paige is kind of savvy. Hannah prides herself as a influencer more than a reality Mm -hmm. star. And I really do think it's all about engagement to her. And she makes jokes about that all the time, which I personally think, you know, and I don't know, especially I feel like you are kind of an influencer in a way like but not in a way that I, I mean, I think a lot of influencers can be potentially annoying because you just don't sense like, well, this is supposed to be about reality and I don't sense any kind of real person here. I feel like Hannah, when you, when you get the sense that somebody's in it for the numbers and that it's about that, to me, it takes all the magic away from seeing your life, you know, for Um, sure. But in your opinion, do you think Paige is more on Hannah's side or Paige is more on Amanda's side or Paige is like, I really, truly don't want to be involved in any of this shit. I think Paige is more on, like, I think Paige is more on Amanda's side and more complimentary to Amanda. But I think she tries to stay as far out of it as possible because she is like very just intent on her building herself up. And like, it's like work for her. Like, it's like come to work. I'm going to do yeah. my you know, details. What is it? Outfits for less or whatever she does looks for less. (laughs) And like, it's like very transactional for her, but I do think that she gels more or did at least with Amanda now, like they're kind of a bit more mature in my opinion than Hannah. 
Well, she's, I mean, you know, Hannah's line, like you said, in that final episode was like, you know, she gets to be a bridesmaid. This was her reward for keeping her mouth shut and for sticking, you know, and I was like, yeah. first off, a bridesmaid or a groomsman is not a reward for shit. That means they have <laughs> to spend a, a lot of money. They anybody. have to spend a lot of money for stuff that is not about them. They mm-hmm. have to, you know, for somebody that loves attention like Paige, she has to give Amanda attention for a whole day. Like, that's not a prize. Like, that is At actually all. kind of a punishment in a way. Like, if they really wanted to fuck with him, they should have asked Hannah just because they knew it would have been, a, you know, a, a burden. Not a but, burden. I don't want to no, insult no, no, any no, no, of my no. friends. Just, I mean, by the way, I'm I'm tongue in cheek. I always the weddings I have been. I'm, I'm going to get very in excited. so much trouble. People are going to be like, I'm, I'm never going to have no, you on my no, no. Wedding I'm very. Again. I I've, uh, <laughs> no, but I do wonder. Like, I think then you start to think about okay, types of people in your life, you know. And I do have, you know, we all have types of people in our life that they get around you and they shit talk everybody. They shit talk your mutual friends. They shit yes. talk, and either you join in or you just listen. But I wonder if Paige is the person that listens, but to Mm -hmm. Hannah, to people like Hannah, they're like, Paige is right there with me, man. We had a conversation when it's just a monologue. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like Hannah likes to hear herself speak. Paige is good to just sit there and absorb, but in Hannah's mind, they're having a dialogue, but that actually didn't happen. (laughs) But that even makes more sense too, because Paige, you know, not a complaint, but a lot of people said Paige kind of just sits back, you know, like she's either on her phone, she's on, or she'll like, and she'll throw in. And when she throws in, she throws in hysterical comments. I really, really like her um, in that sense, but it is funny. She just kind of hangs back and she's always just there and she'll throw in something and she'll needles like she was the one that soaked that flame with the Lindsay Luke relationship potentially. Yes. Yeah. And I think, okay, well, two things that is totally Paige's role and she does kind of stay out of things. Um, it was very fun to see her get drunk and come yeah. back from the boat day hammered because we never see Paige letting loose. And like, I think that we need more of that, but she's very good. What I will say is like, being in the interviews, breaking down what's going on and giving those like funny, quippy, I guess oh, like she, one-liners. Well, that's, I mean, I hate to compare the two, but she, to me, she's funnier than Hannah and she's quicker yeah. than Hannah in she's terms quicker. of what she comes up with on the spot. And also to your point about the drinking, there were a couple of moments in the final episodes where she, like she, they came in from did that one dinner they went to out in public yeah. and she came in, she's like four martinis. I didn't know. And I'm like four martinis. I <laughs> Like I can barely put away four March. Like I'd be fucked up. And she's like, that was a lot. And I'm like, whoa, I'd be tripping over things. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm like, that's half your body's water. If you drink four martinis, you know, um, do we, do you drink? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, she's, She's chugging a vodka bottle right now. That's I'm why chugging I'm wine right now. No, um, I'm so excited to drink Loverboy espresso martinis. It's like uh, why I want to get back to America. We don't have I, that uh, shit here. I had one last week. And? Eh, I've heard it, it's their drink. It's <laughs> my friend describes it as if like it's like chocolate milk, but then you add a bunch of sweetener on top of the chocolate milk. Okay. And it's it it's a it's a taste. <laughs> it I see no because I love Loverboy. Like I don't want to like I really I really I emotionally support that company, but it 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 hits you. It's like a pungent taste, and okay. even one of the ingredients on the back says ingredients which is supposed to be ingredients one of the ingredients is natural flavors is natural flavors a fucking ingredient like i just don't know are there crops of natural flavor crops like (laughs) 
that that's not an ingredient like ingredients you're like i like, don't trust this they're like natural flavors and also if somebody says like natural i'm already suspect like why <laughs> do you think i'm not going to trust you you can't just say flavors like natural flavors yeah um, don't trust that shit <laughs> so i believe me i was like on board because i see all these below deck posts with every all and all all my girlfriends drink espresso martinis and i'm like yeah. i want to get in on that but they were drinking them at these restaurants and stuff. So I was like, in the can, that's good. And maybe, I don't know, maybe my palate is just not caught up to it yet. Um, we'll I'll see. I'll let you know. I'll still drink it. But like, it's like TV. Like, I'll watch anything. Like, I'll yeah. drink anything. It doesn't matter. You're in Canada right now. And the last time I talked to you a couple months ago, you said, you're like, in a couple of weeks, I'm going back to L.A., but you're in, but you are still in Canada. I just wanted to point I that out. I am. Correct. <laughs> Why are you still in Canada? Oh my gosh, Ryan. I actually haven't even told this story on my podcast. So this is great. Exclusive. (laughs) Here's the thing. So as a Canadian, you need a visa to live and work in the US. So I've been working on my visa process with lawyers and there's like one more document that I need for my visa. And that one particular document was supposed to take two weeks. Um, It's now been three coming up on four And what they told me two weeks ago was that they think that the USPS lost my documents in the mail. So um, I don't know. The dog ate my homework. They said it never takes this long. But um, apparently, as of next week, it will have been one month that we've been waiting, at which point they can request them to, like, fax it and email it over. So I should be coming in, you know, a week or so, but I'm not holding my breath anymore. But also at this point, wouldn't it just be easier to marry somebody over here? Oh my God. I'm trying. I have a friend there. I I mean, by the way, 90 day feet, 90 day fiance would kill to have somebody this level headed in you. Like you, I mean, you would be a (laughs) 90 day fiance in the sense that you're not a fucking wackadoo. And like, you we could you could get this cleared up this today. I mean, I bet. Like I just, feel like I really have a future in 90 oh, day. Legit. Oh my god, put a story up today and just say, hey, <laughs> I'm up to marry anybody in the US. Just send me your stuff, you know? And then by the end of the day, we could get you, we could get you a husband, you know, or a wife. Oh man. Um, okay, well, that's that's good. <laughs> and and by the way, if you do come next week, you are coming just in time. Uh, because Tom Tom will be open in the next two weeks. <gasps> Um, yes! they're over there prepping, putting up lights. Um, now pump and sir have been open for a bit, but Tom, Tom is the holdout. Yeah. Um, we got word yesterday, uh, the press release that Vanderpump rules season nine is starting production. What are your overall thoughts about this? This is cause this is personal for each person. Okay. So like, I love OG Vanderpump. I know that a lot of people aren't returning, which is fine. They're older. Nature has run its course. I think you hear that, Jax? Nature has run its course. (laughs) I just, you know, I'm always optimistic in these moments because I want it to be good. And I'm like, this could be a blow us away season, or it could just be like, it's over. Or or it could be just blah. Like it could just be. Not bad, not good, has a couple good episodes. Like it'd be like season eight. Like that's the other thing too, is that like they, I just, and this is too, I wonder like we might think about it more than even production thinks about it. (laughs) Cause like, I wonder if they're even like, oh, well we shoot reality shows. We'll just do something, you know, like, but to me, I'm like, you better have a fucking great idea in place 
that warrants you waiting a year and a half that warrants um, why you would do a whole new season with four of your cast members completely gone. What yep. I, I want it like, you better have a thesis statement for this season. I don't. And I, I have no idea, even, you know, thinking in the minds of a producer, like, I don't know what they could possibly make these storylines about right now, because there's like younger people, but also the older people, but the connection between them was like that Max guy with the Toms and the young folk. So I'm just like, are, are they bringing in people we don't know about? Like, I know that they, they, said, they said there's newcomers that will be announced. Uh, okay. Okay. The, the variety article. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's good. And those are the people that are ultimately, unfortunately going to have to carry the season in my opinion. Well, and, and just, we, they, but they, I, there better be new production behind the scenes because what they chose to do with new cast members on season eight failed. No, yeah. Like, bring in Max and Brett and Dana and Danica and Charlie, like Danica and Charlie, I thought actually did good because they were underused. So yes. you kind of went going like, well, I, I want to know more about that girl. Whereas Dana, they gave her a lead storyline that was bigger than even Stassi's. And it's mm-hmm. like, we don't even know you yet. How are we supposed to care about some love triangle between Max and Brett and you? Nobody even in the scene seems to want to be there. You know, I know like Dana was tough for me. Dana kind of like, and I don't know these people. So I'm always just talking about them. I'm so sorry if they ever hear this. Like, I know I'm going to run into this chick. I'm just going to be like, you're a fucking yeah. bitch. But like, Dana gave me from the beginning of the season to the end that like Hannah energy of just like, she got too big for, what is it too big for her britches? Is that the same? <laughs> Am I a hundred? But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, girl, chill, like <laughs> slow down. Um, That's what, I mean, you're like, I do get worried about like, I, I was hardcore on Dana, but hardcore in the sense of like, it's unfair of production to have put that big of a role on her. Yeah. And then also I think just production screwed up. And this is for all reality series. When you, when you even cast as opposed to find it's different. Like they were casting, like they pulled um, Brett because he was like, uh, he used to date a YouTuber and he was like, he oh. he was cast as like, he wasn't, he didn't have he any affiliation. Actually working. He yeah. wasn't like, this guy stumbled as a busser over at Sir. And it's like, if you're that good looking and you're not fucking working at, at like, I'm sorry, you're not. The yeah. people that are that good looking working at Sir are there because they were told they have to work a couple shifts to be on the show. Um, but that's why they, they need to take the time to find people, to like find mm-hmm. actual relationships of people that work there. And they say they have a... Uh, a problem in terms of, you know, it's not, you know, where's the other ethnicities? Where's the, mm-hmm. where's, where's gay characters where, and it's like, if you go to Tom, Tom, they have all of that stuff. Like I've seen, I, I know some of the people that work there, uh, you know, African-Americans, Asians, gay, straight, yeah. straight, bi, they have all of that stuff there. So it's like, if they took the time to really just interview people over a course of a month, I think you could have some amazing storylines that were real, like those first couple of seasons of Vanderpump Rules that we love so much. I know. That's the problem. It's overproduced. You're right. They're trying to like produce situations that aren't actually happening. So it's coming off disingenuous. Yeah. And then it it like becomes things like, uh, this is about axe throwing. This is... uh, Because we're at an axe throwing place. Like, and the only good thing about this pandemic is that there's not been any kind of fad places to hang out in the last year yeah. that they can do shitty scenes at. Like, I mean, I would be, 
really upset if like the first episode they're like we're at color me mine to make pottery like just, no. just show us hanging <laughs> at your place like just show us hanging in a shitty apartment you know it's all I want like I was watching old Kardashians yesterday and it was looking there was like it was uh Chloe and Courtney's townhouse and I was just like oh chef's kiss these are the good old days everything their house Chris and Bruce's house was a real house like it was messy and now it's all fake and it's just too much but yeah, I, mean, I still watch it all obviously I, I do too I mean <laughs> I, I cover it every Friday I do the recaps of the the shows and it gets my heart rate going so much because I get mm-hmm. so angry because like I keep saying like you can make fun of the Kardashians all you want but if they wanted they could have the best fucking reality show known to man because they yep. have so many amazing things they are so bizarre of characters at this point if they chose to really put their reality on there nobody could hold a candle to them exactly a thousand percent and I would feel you like Rob this- Kardashian just real quick um, I Rob like Kardashian love... now, not old Rob Kardashian. <laughs> okay, old Rob Kardashian. Like, old Rob was like very hot. Um, I love Rob Kardashian. Like, I'm just going to say Rob, it. I have this weird thing with like Rob, like where I feel bad for him that I want to like protect him and like just love him because I feel like he's so oh, lonely oh, and I sad. To Chris? It feels like Chris Jenner I'm speaking to right now. I Chris Jenner treats him like lonely and sad, like. I remember it's when so uh, Black China was living with him and he made fun of Chris because Chris was dropping off groceries for him and it was all yes. the healthy stuff. Oh my God. Like I, I told, I, I want to mother him. That's for sure what it is. I feel the same way about Zac Efron. Like, I don't know why it's like these sad celebrities or in my mind, they're sad. And I'm just like, wait, why I want to take care this is. Wait, why is Zac Efron sad? Just because his face is muscular now? Like, why is... <laughs> okay, that is like. Whoa. But why? Why do you? Why do we think? See, it's like when I think of Zac Efron, I think of like luckiest bastard in the whole, mm-hmm. like the whole world to be Zac Efron. Why would you ever attribute sadness to Zac Zac Efron? Because on his like Earth reality show, his travel reality show, he talked about how after High School Musical, he was like so famous, and at this age where you are like so easily influenced and you're getting everything that you want or everything thrown at you that he was like, I made bad choices. I needed like Hollywood was like a bad, dark place for me. I needed to actually remove myself from the situation. And those stories like that makes me sad. It's like a Lindsay Lohan thing. It's like these celebrities, when you become famous at a certain young age, you can go this way, you can go that way. Like a lot of times they go, you know, right. And they end up turning left, which is great, but sometimes they just stay right. And it's sad. Hollywood's tough. No, no. I'm no, Rob no, no. in Calabasas. <laughs> oh, my mom didn't drop off a double double for me. Oh, no. Living in Chris's old house. <laughs> I love that Rob, Rob Kardashian's still reclusive, but like sometimes he'll go online to show us the baseball cards he got. Like, I know. Basketball card I got. <laughs> like, he's still a 13 year old in so yes. many ways. Um, 100%. And the Zach Efron thing, I, I know I was just joking about it, but I got to say, I actually, I didn't watch that show and I might watch it, but I respect that of like, see, now that I respect of recognizing mm-hmm. a problem and then removing yourself from that problem, like doing something yeah. actually about it. Now, I mean, he's ran all the way to like New Zealand or something. He's living. Yeah, in he's in Australia. He was dating a girl. They broke up because sadly she was apparently shopping around to get herself on some sort of Byron Bay reality TV show they're doing. 
Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's like, like, you, you were you using my, me. You made my face upset. Look what you've done to it. You know? <laughs> okay. I, I made a TikTok about this and people were like, he broke his jaw in 2013. Oh, I'm like, the, what? Okay. The, like what excuses are Efron, <laughs> there? The Zach Efron apologists out there need to calm down. Like mm-hmm. I said this on Monday, I said, guys, he's going to like, he's going to be 50 and then 60 and then 70 years old someday. You've got to be ready and you do not need to stand up for him. You don't need to let me know we got dental work. Like, you know what? We can just say his face looks weird. And guess what? His face is still better than 99.999% of all faces, no matter, even if he got hit on top of the dental surgery, like (laughs) there's nothing like there's like the fact that I was like, I love. And don't you think though, that sometimes maybe that's, sometimes a female issue that they stand up for men that don't need to be stood up for. Like, you're like, Zach, you, you take care of yourself. Like you, you know, you know, go buy yourself something nice uh, and treat yourself. You do not have to stand up for Zach Efron. He's going to be okay. Don't stand up for, and I don't think Zach Efron's below average, but I feel like this is a pattern then with women standing up for men that don't deserve it potentially. Yes. And it's not, we don't like know Zach from Adam. So whether he deserves it or not, but it's like, you don't need to come at me and defend Zach Efron to the death. Like there's so Imagine getting into a fight. Imagine getting into a fight because of Zach Efron and then explain it to somebody. And they're like, well, are you, do you, do you know Zach? And you're like, no, not personally. No, no I'm just, this is a photo <laughs> I, I watched, saw on uh, I watched a high with... school musical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can anybody really know Zach? Um, <laughs> back to the Kardashians. Uh, what? So, we're coming up on the end of this season. Do you have any, at the end of the series, do you have any guesses on what the Hulu deal might include for the Kardashians? All right. So Kim, she tweeted in response to somebody saying that they were going to have a family style show, like keeping up with the Kardashians on Hulu. So I feel like it will follow some type of same framework, but I'm not sure because where I'm going back and forth with this season is like, you know, they've, they've really broken the fourth wall of like, I'm not talking about this on camera or that on camera and blah, blah. And as you said, so much of what made them interesting was like them being real and vulnerable. And the fact that they're putting boundaries makes it less compelling. But I'm just like, I don't know if it's like a COVID world and that we're seeing them do all of these things, like the obstacle course or, you know, the, what did they do? Like they had like a safe room or whatever. Like, yeah, they, I need they, less they, of that they, and more real. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you're facet. Like it's almost like a uh, therapy where you want, you want to sit them down and you're like, go like, you're enough. Yes. You're enough. I don't need yes. to see, I don't need you to do any prop comedy. I don't need you to look for UFOs. I don't need you to find a homeless man from 15 years ago and make him feel weird. That really, I, really bothered me. I was oh. so the hero of that episode was the guy that Chloe went up to and he was like, get the fuck out of here. Like the homeless man. It's like, have you seen my friend Shorty? And he's like, get the fuck fuck out of here. here. I was like, that is all of us. Um, but it is one of those fascinating fans. Oh, that's, that is it. That is it. We got word this week that, um, Tristan is once again, cheating on clown Chloe. Um, and it is one of those things where, I said, well, this is now the most recognizable thing about Chloe are these rumors because we're so used to these rumors. And Mm -hmm. a girl came out and even specified she was on the No Jumper podcast and even talked about Tristan said he said uh, he was single and then uh, we did our stuff and then he I found out he was lying. Yes. Which seems to be Tristan. I was like, well, that does sound like Tristan. 
it sounds so much like Tristan and like, I am such a Chloe, Chloe, whatever it is, apologist. Yeah. Like I want what's good for her or whatever. I think she's like, you know, she tries really hard, but I just don't know everyone. I'm like, allegedly, allegedly, but in my mind, I'm like, is this allegedly, or at this point, are we kind of like, okay, like he's your baby daddy and that's it. <laughs> it ends I feel there. like allegedly, it, like, <laughs> They should break that into two words. Like, allegedly means it's real, and allegedly <laughs> yeah. means like we don't know. Like, allegedly, Tristan definitely did this. But <laughs> I, I also want to know your your take on you know the whole Photoshop controversy with Chloe, and then she came out and she made this statement, and she said you know how hard it is, and how we've really put her through the ringer. And I I understand that, but I think sometimes she misplaces the shit mm-hmm. she should be yelling at Tristan about with us. Like, well, maybe take care of your own inner circle and make sure they're trustworthy before you yell at any of us for basically, you know, we don't trust you or your photos. Yep. Like, it just feels like there's this weird web of deceit. And I don't doubt that Chloe is a very good hearted, kind person in her heart, but obviously there's a lot more damage there than anything that we're doing to her. And I feel like it's like the call is coming from inside the house. Look right next. Absolutely. And like, okay, that whole, the body image thing, I felt really bad because I'm like, how sad is it that this person has to go to these lengths to like get on a live that's filtered still, but she's like 20 feet away showing I mean, her George body. Lucas does not have this kind of technology. <laughs> that they have over there. I'm like, Jesus, God. And so I'm like, it's so hard because it's like how fucked up that you feel you have to go to all this trouble to validate yourself to millions of strangers. But also it's like you've perpetuated this like image by Photoshopping your work so much. So there's that. And then I'm like, with Tristan, I go back to even the whole Jordan Woods of it all. And I'm like, God, we were so awful, myself included. Like I made fun of Jordan too. Like we were so awful to Jordan. And now at this point, it's like, even Chloe, even the Kardashians were all attacking Jordan, attacking Jordan. And we like, we accepted Tristan and his part in it because he was the father of Chloe's child. But now if he's doing it again, it's like, bro, fuck you. Like Chloe, you need to drop this dud. Like He's from Brampton. He's done. It's over. Brampton I don't is even know. I don't Canada. even know what Brampton is, but let's. Brampton fight. is where he is from in okay. uh, my like province. So it's like our. Oh, state. he's he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. This is one of the first exports that you've given us that have been bad. Like yes, you've I know. Canadian people have been amazing, and this one, yeah, it's what Brampton. A, what a dark day. Um, yeah. There's a Tristan Thompson day over there. Is there? No. <laughs> okay, good. I was like that was going to be upsetting. Um, I just do, but that's why I'm saying like love them or hate them. They are fascinating to talk about because it's, it's, it's a, it's like a, well, it's you, you you know, like right underneath the surface of this well PR surface that Chris has created, Mm -hmm. you, you get the sense that everything is a fucking mess, you know? And so like, I wonder every day if it's just like a frantic grip as they get more and more successful to like keep things even steady because there's like, you know, Chris must wake up and realize, you know, she's got like five, you know, five people that she has to worry about them fucking up their lives on the regular, you know? Absolutely. I was, first of all, I was of this whole thing with the Tristan rumors. I was the most pissed for Chris Jenner because I'm like, she gave him a seat in those interviews in season 20 like, oh. and now he goes and does this. And he was like, oh, I invite shucks. you into my home. 
And then the, the, the aw shucks, I love you, Chloe, and his talking uh, heads where he looks like, you know, like Cousin It or something with his yeah. looks so weird, weird so shoulders that on. man has. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, with the Chris Jenner of it all is weird, too, because Chris, we always talk about the Kardashians having the worst taste in men. And I really, but also at the same time, the amount that Chris will defend the men in her mm-hmm. in her daughter's lives to the point where they don't, like, I mean, Scott Disick is more like than Kourtney Kardashian in that family on a lot yes. of, and we dealt with that relationship last week with the Courtney Scott stuff, which I thought was really dark. I would have a lot more, sim- a lot of, a lot of listeners wrote in saying they have real sympathy for Scott and I okay. would accept of what he's chosen to do with it, you know, like correct. he's then chosen to date a 19 year old. And that's where I just kind of like, eh. I don't really think that's the proper way to go about it. And it's really dark because the only real scene we had in this past week's episode, you guys, is him kind of saying without Courtney of like, I wake up every day and, you know, if you start dating another guy, I'm scared I'm going to have to see it like the last time. And it really ruined my day. And then it, I do stuff. And, you know, and then we're like, oh, fuck, dude, Travis is happening. Like, Travis is happening. Oh, my God. And then you Travis realize, is happening. You, oh, yeah. I mean, by the way, Travis is inside Courtney as we speak right now, obviously. <laughs> Um, that's where this is headed, by the way. We will see a sex tape. Um, For sure. But it was dark because you realize, I mean, that was like one of the only good moments of the show because it like transcended time where you're like, yep. it's happening right now. Exactly what he's talking about. It's very watching this girl that he's in love with. And then it really darkens you out because then you realize Amelia Bedelia Hamlin does not mean anything to him except like a body and somebody that yeah. can tell what to do. And you get this sense of you're like, damn, if I was her, I'm sure she's making excuses for all this, but the core fundamentally of that, of like, dude, he's admitting that he does these things to act out because he's upset about Courtney, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, a thousand percent. It was very dark, like you're saying, to watch Scott last week and just realize that Amelia is somebody that he's biding his time with. And she, and probably Sophia being so young, like I I said this on my podcast, like I remember being that age and like my boyfriend was cheating on me and like, I knew the girl, I knew it was happening, but you like make these excuses. And so when you see like, what age were you? I'm saying, well, this was even like older. I was like 20, but I'm thinking about she's, what is Amelia? Like 19 19, or 18? Yeah. So it's like, you make these excuses for these guys when you're that age, because you're like, Oh, like it'll work out and da, 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 da. And like, I'm not saying he's cheating on her, but it's like, he's posting about push, like calling P like P is like pushing in the car in his caption, or he's like upset about Courtney. I think he's upset with that birthday post. I don't know if you saw that when he's like, happy birthday to the best mom. And I was just like, Oh no, he's so sad. So like, I feel Amelia is probably making a million and one excuses for why he's like probably in a dark place right now or their human, relationship. Do you think that's a, a human nature thing or do you think that's purely a female thing where they make excuses? Like, I mean, like we were kind of even talking with Zac Efron, like you have to, do you, do you rationalize it or do you kind of just magical think it where you don't even think about it at all? Like, oh, I'm going to put I that in I literally think it's like an mind. age maturity thing. I don't necessarily know if it's inherently male or female. I think it's like a maturity and it's like you either come through it at age at a certain age and you like realize it or you keep that veil on forever and then you keep making bad choices. Like, well, I know. Uh, (laughs) you know what thankfully j-lo's career transcends bad choices yes (laughs) 
but I mean, she should watch it, you know? Uh Um, And I know you're still really young. So like, but do you find yourself as you get old? No, but like, I mean, like in terms of dating and stuff, do you find yourself where it's like, I always wonder this with women, I guess with guys too, where there's like a, like, like kind of being worn out sometimes of just like, Oh, this joker wants to talk. Oh, this joker's going to use this line on me. Like, is there like, Oh, I've seen this before. Like, is there kind of that weather oh, yeah. world thing that women get with men of, Oh God, this guy, they're all the same. You know, I think that there is. Um, but I think that it's like different. It's like a difference of chemistry. Like, I think that there are certain guys where you're just like, I don't like you. Like I'm on the date with you cause I'm bored, but like, I know I don't like you. So you tolerate less, but if you like the guy, then you tolerate those things. You know, it's really just like, it's a chemistry thing in my yeah. experience. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's, you're <laughs> right. You know, if they like you, they're going to like you. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. So Kardashians like Tristan obviously is cheating again. Do we think that Chloe will do anything? Do we think there will, I mean, cause I would think at this point, just cut because here's the deal. If we're already having rumors, America's about to be fully open again. Yeah. Tristan's not going to keep that dick in his pants. Like, there's no CDC mm-hmm. guidelines for Tristan Thompson, unfortunately, you know? <laughs> okay, I mean, I just think. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, that was like a delayed laugh for me. I was like, wait, that's really funny. Um, no, but I do wonder that, like, okay, at this point, when you've been made a fool of so many times, how do you, I mean, at this point, I just say, like, you go to your mom and you ask Tristan to be assassinated. Like you just yeah. ask him to be knocked off because how else do you go around the world knowing everybody's looking at you going, is that Chloe? She looks different than her photos. And uh, is that the girl that she let she, that guy cheat on her multiple times publicly? Yeah. So this is the thing. There's actually a very interesting opportunity here for Chloe. If she's smart, because we've got single Kim <laughs> obviously Courtney's wife oh. up, but like single Kim and single Chloe could be a fucking amazing summer. If we're thinking about Let's media take Miami, and content, take Miami again, right? Come like on. if we're thinking Hulu even, but like this could be an amazing summer, just even on the gram for the two of them. So she could just like phase Tristan out being like, he's the father of my child. He always will be. He's a part of this family, but they've decided to go their separate ways. Keep it super kosher and then just have hot girl summer with single Kim and live it up. I do, but there is a part of me though that I see. I think it's the Taurus in me where I'm vindictive in the sense that I don't forgive and I want him to be made a fool of. Like okay. I want him to be publicly shamed. I want, uh, I want him. <laughs> no, I mean I think that's Shame. part of it. Kind of, yeah. He should walk down like the streets. You know, like yeah. I don't feel bad for him after a certain point. And obviously, I think there should also be a thing where Chloe goes. Obviously, he's a very sick man and he's got a lot of stuff in his mind, obviously, that he can't work out. Yeah. If he was doing that before, that was what I always told people. It's like that's something that he he's more into cheating when he's with somebody um, like a long term relationship because I think that's part of it. It's exciting for him. Like, look at me having my 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 bread buttered on both sides. (laughs) I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Is that even a thing? I don't. I love um, it. By the way, no, but like I'm that's healthy, what he gets off. Um, <laughs> I'm a healthy yes. guy. I just got vaccinated. Yeah, way, I'm <laughs> totally cool. It's all good. Strong as a bull. Um, I do wonder about that though. Just like, and then the other the other thing, it's like the Zac Efron thing. I get a lot of people. A lot of people will comment of going, 
well, it's a known, it's a known thing that NBA players get to cheat. I'm like, it's not a law motherfucker. Like, yeah, wait, 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 you're really telling me since he's rich and like that, that there should be a, there's an understanding that NBA players cheat. Like, are you get the F out of here? There's no, show me the law that that is a law somewhere because people were acting like that was a defense. And I was like, wait, it's a defense because he NBA players can't keep it in their pants. Like there are relationships where people don't cheat. I think. Yes, absolutely. There are like, and so it's not an excuse and it's not a justification for his actions. And I think though, I think Chloe being, if we're going to go astrology, being a cancer, she's not going to be vindictive. Like she's going to be emo and she's going to want to just like retract, I think, but I could see Chris, I think Chris, to your point of running to mommy, like we might get a few things in TMZ sprinkled in there about Tristan in a negative light. And that's his punishment. That's where they're going to hit him where it hurts. I, and I hope it's just like, I hope a TMZ article is like Tristan Thompson, um, not as big down there as you would expect, <laughs> you know, like for a man of this height, he's very tiny in the nether region. Like I hope those <laughs> things start coming out because that's where it hurts these people. If you tell me yep. a small dick, then they're like, or like Tristan, like only has one ball, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, can't keep it up for more than five seconds tristan thompson <laughs> now i know i'm not going to keep you forever but i do have a bone to pick with you in terms of i okay. think you are one of the people making this worse is that <laughs> you are i believe a kravis supporter a courtney travis supporter. hell yeah <laughs> well, uh, well, okay see this is like walk me through the psychology of this so okay i want to know why it makes you feel anything thing at all like why you look at that and go oh yeah that added to my day like what is the psychology (laughs) where you're like fuck yeah i ship this like yes yes like where what is the excitement because i don't feel anything what is it your enthusiasm is really a great reenactment of me by the way i could be i could be in the wrong yeah that's what i feel like like half these women like not skinny not fat she wakes up she's like god damn it another photo fuck we're so yeah it's like oprah's favorite things for us and we're losing our mind She's like, well, now I'm going to go feed my baby. I'm like, you have a child. According to Trent, what? <laughs> Look, this is the thing. It's for me twofold. On the one side, it's Tris, or Travis, who I recently read his memoir. Um, I've really gotten to know him. He's been through so much fucking tragedy. Oh, like, but, but I will say that that plane crash with DJA. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had burns on a lot of his body. He ran out of the plane. 65% of his body. He was burned. I, and I, had to get skin graphing. Well, luckily the tattoos have covered a lot of that. Right? But, um, Seriously. So there's that piece where it's just like, again, feeling sad for people. Like you want to see somebody like that come out to a place of happiness. Cause it's like, they've just, he's in his early forties and he's just been through so much shit. I mean, but I think I'm like, part of the pop culture landscape since like 18 years old or something. Yes. Like it's bonkers. It's nuts. Like, that's a really good, I don't know if you read celebrity memoirs, but that was a really good memoir. I was actually like blown away by how much life he's lived in like the short period of time. But like on the Kardashian side, I think that it has to do for me with like Courtney and Scott. Scott's always like dragged her along, you know, and she's never really trusted anybody since Scott. She's always had these like kind of more superficial relationships. Like she dated Yunez, who was this young guy and like yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, was really yeah. going to go anywhere. Um, you know, she also lost her father. She was the eldest of the kids, but she would like saw her dad sick. And so like, she probably has issues where men are always leaving her. 
And now she has this person that's just like, I fucking love you. You're hot bitch. You're in your forties. You have kids. Like I accept every single part of you. I'm obsessed with you. And like, is like a man. And is just like, I want to take care of you and give you everything. Like she's never had that. I got to tell you that is an amazing argument. I mean, that you almost had me, except that Courtney, (laughs) I think still is a blank slate and she's kind of a loser. But other than that, I, I know you're right, but I will say like, is that really what do women want? Like constant Instagram posts where like, you know, the man is putting themselves inside of them on the Instagram post. Like, I feel like, like Jesus, just like that, just, just, just obviously you want us to see you fucking like, just do it. Like, obviously this is where this is headed. Do girl, all girls, like, I know all girls want to be worshiped and adored, I think. Um, but do they, is that it? They want it to be public on IG and, and that's a part of it too. No, I mean, so I, for me, again, I'll speak to my own experience. Like I would never want my boyfriend to post a photo of me sucking their thumb on Instagram for my three and, kids. I got to tell you, if, to as I get older, I didn't have my glasses on, thought it was a dick. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew You're like, this only was going to happen. Of time. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, that's not my vibe, but I think for her, it's just like, somebody being like somebody being so um what's the word i'm looking for Lame. like no like the exposure yeah. of it all just like being so truly like i'm obsessed with this girl i fucking love her i want everybody to know everything about us and everything that we're doing like almost obnoxious about it, it i think that I she mean, probably... she's hanging out with machine gun kelly and megan uh yes Fox now like i'm like yes you know courtney's getting new friends like it is mm-hmm. you know it's that's why I was like, I kind of almost want Blink-182 to go on tour. And, you know, Courtney's a backstage bitch all of a sudden. Ugh, um, I would love it. But do you, I, I sometimes just, because I was like, Travis has always seemed so quiet, so stoic. So, yeah. you know, let the drum and speak. But then somebody reminded me of like, no, asshole. Like 15 years ago, he was on Meet the Barkers on MTV, a full reality show. This guy is more used to the, like, and because I, I was like, oh, well, I kind of was blamed that on Shanna Mokler or, or his ex-wife. Yeah. And then it was like, wait, is Travis thirst hungry too? Is he a thirst monster? Like I started to think like, maybe I'm just, where have I been? Maybe he's been a thirst monster this whole time. And he's just really quiet and doesn't know how to like, cause I was like, oh, this man would never want to do the Kardashians or something. I just feel like that would be so far. And then I would go, wait a sec. He had a whole reality did, show. Yeah. This is like, so. So here's a fun fact. When he did meet the Barkers that I found this out in the memoir, Kim Kardashian came to him and they started hanging out. They never hooked up as far as I know, but they started hanging out because she was like, I want to do a reality show of my family. And she went to him because he was dating Paris Hilton and they were best friends for advice because he had done meet the Barkers with Shanna before they broke up and he was seeing Paris. So that's a fun fact. But like he's not above this shit at all. He's has he has like a multi-million dollar clothing company. Um, he does all of this, like he does all of this stuff with all of these different artists, like a ton in hip hop. Like, I don't think he's above the machine of Hollywood at all. I think he just again like knows that it's a platform for him to make money and what he needs to do, and he's willing to do it in his like whatever capacity. Yeah. Like he's, just, no, he's no Larsa Pippen, but like no, he'll play the game. Yeah. But I also like, they all, they just both seem so quiet. Like even in uh, conversations last week on the show with Scott and Courtney, Scott was like monologuing and she'd just be like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And so he seems quiet too. So I'm just like, what? 
Do they just do passionately do? stare at each other? Or is it like, I love your quiet strength. I love your quiet strength. Like, I just, I, I would be fascinated if they just, I, if I got to see a conversation. Like if they- I know, like, what do they talk about? Or do they even talk? Not because they have nothing to talk about, just because neither of them say anything. <laughs> I, so, but, but I, okay. And then as I, I start, in terms of Kardashians, as a, as a young woman through the, your life, mm-hmm. how do you think the Kardashians have influenced you in personally on, uh, you know, beauty standards, things like that? Okay. So, I mean, I always say, well, first of all, people think that like half of my face is fake because the Kardashians just like, they think I've had lip injections or cheek filler. And I'm like, no man, I'm just like mixed race, which is what they're going for. Right. Like they're going for that look. So that's just, you know, people think that I am now enhanced because of their enhancements and same goes with my ass. I always say like my friends, our whole joke is like, the Kardashians, your ass is like the blueprint for the Kardashian ass. So I have like a smaller waist and a big butt. So it's influenced me in that people think that my body is fake when I'm like, no, I'm just biracial. And that's what they're like doing. What is that? Like appropriating people call it. I'm like, yeah, it's too, that's too deep for me. You've taken my like, ass. You've taken yeah, my ass. But I'm just like, that's, that's the only way that they've really influenced me. So if anything, it's actually benefited me because people probably think I'm prettier now than they would have 10 years ago. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I always talk, I always talk about this in terms of like, I'm old enough to remember when JLo had the first big ass mm-hmm. and JLo's yes. ass is not even part of the conversation anymore. JLo has a normal size ass now, but back in the day, you guys, when she was first on the scene, it was all about her ass. Like JLo, it. it was all ass jokes. Nobody had seen an ass like this ever. It was like, that was what she was known for. Her ass was insured supposedly by, uh, you know, Sotheby's of London. And then. <laughs> And um, and then the Kardashians came along and were like, "Oh, hold my beer!" Yeah, like, hold my beer. Plants that's like <laughs> insane. But I feel like J Lo. It's been there. There's been a J Lo ass erasure out there. You yes, know, like we've has. erased her. You know, I mean, there there wouldn't be Kardashian asses if not for J Lo. Exactly. She walked so they could run. She was really. <laughs> but know. I mean, I'm joking. But at the same time, like we're that serious, really, guys. There was us weekly front page covers about JLo's ass. Like mm-hmm. literally like JLo's ass. She was hurt. JLo made a joke. Like there were interviews where she'd be like, you know, it is, it's just who I am. And it's, you know, because she was also made fun of, like, I remember South Park did an episode on JLo's ass. Yeah. Like, it was a whole thing. And I just find it funny that we've completely erased that. That was what we used to talk about when we talked about JLo. I know. Now we just talk about men. <laughs> men now we just, and stuff like that. I know. And also i I, I guess here, I have a question for you too with JLo. A lot of people when Ben and Anna broke up and then JLo and A-Rod broke up, were trying to like ship Ben Affleck and JLo 2.0. How do you feel about that? Do you have a feeling about that? No, I mean, I, I have a feeling like I would love that in terms of just, it would be great to like have Ben Affleck paparazzi pictures with a coffee. Yes. And I mean, I was thinking Ugh. about like for purely selfish reasons, I would love it. JLo it holding be, Duncan. I, I think it would be fun. Oh my God. I think it would be funny. But at the same time, I do want to point out, everybody was like, I remember the time when they were together. I remember when they went on like Barbara Walters or some interview where they like showed how it was that they were living together, you know, Mm -hmm. and like their life. And it didn't look fun, you know, like it didn't look like they were (laughs) 
And also, if you remember, J-Lo fancied Ben Ben up. He was getting tans. He was wearing fitted suits. Slicked he back was, hair, yeah, remember? Like some maybe filler in the face. Like he was really a certain type of guy. And this was when, back in the day, you guys, when Ashton Kutcher and Puff Daddy, they were trying to bring back the Rat Pack, which is yep. hysterical to think of now. But that really was. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher and Puff Daddy were best friends. Uh, J-Lo uh, and Ben were on the scene. Ben was dressing mm-hmm. in three-piece suits. Um, and that was that was a whole thing. But in fact, I have a, a friend that is really uh, best friends with Mr. Affleck. And he uh, he was telling me about the first time when like he when Ben and J-Lo were flirting and, and J-Lo was with another guy. Her first, the one she opened this Cuban restaurant with back in the day in in Glendale, I think. And the opening night of this restaurant, uh, he made uh, Ben made his, my buddy go with like a dozen roses and hand them to JLo with a note from Ben as she was going in on the red carpet. Like he was making, no. like he was making moves for JLo. Like JLo was like, he wanted JLo. He, he wanted that ass. He got it. He got on that ass. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, you think about like Zac Efron even saying when you're in Hollywood, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're told you're amazing. Like, you know, I remember, I went yeah. back in the day when I gar- gar- I remember hanging out with Zach Braff a lot back in the day when Garden State had first come out and Garden State was huge and nobody like the soundtrack was huge all of this stuff and he made a like we used to go out he would he would made a he made a play for Jessica Simpson because uh Casey Cobb her assistant was dating mm-hmm. I think he's married to actually Donald Glover Donald no, no, no not that- Donald Glover uh, Daniel Faze- Faison, something Faison. 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 Yeah. Faison Donald, Donald Faison. Donald Faison. Something like Faison. that. Yeah. But they, so the guy from Scrubs. And so Clueless. Zach, but Zach was being told he was the shit by everybody. So I think he was a little full of himself. It was like, I'm, I think I can get Jessica Simpson. And like, I remember him like saving like seats next to him at these like clubs wow. and stuff. Like, and that was also because I like that. It was like, John Mayer was always hanging out with us with the guitarist of Maroon 5, um, I remember. And John Mayer would always do this thing where he would like sit down next to a girl and then he would feel her leg and he'd be like, you have really muscular legs. Like you, he would do this like leg feel. How have you never told me this before? He would oh do this leg gosh. feel. I remember we were at the Standard in Hollywood before and he was like, and I just would always see him do this leg feel thing. And it was like, dude, like, so it's like John and I, I, and I'll buy And by the way, when you're in your twenties and you're like, you, you're just like everything that I was like, fuck mm-hmm. John Mayer, man. Like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Like I, I would see him at multiple things and he would always be, I'm like, fuck him, man. That sucks. You know, I was always like the guy in the background. Like it was, it was, it was funny though. It's like funny to think about now in retrospect, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. But in, anyways, um, Ben Affleck would be. You're amazing. saying Ben played the game. He went for J Lo. Well, but the thing is, they all are like saying. they're invincible. If you're, if you're told you're that amazing by America, if you're told mm-hmm. that you're gonna have like the the number one movie or that you're making millions of dollars off of your face, it's going to affect your ego. It's going totally. to like if you're telling me you can get you know, I don't care if you like Coke, drug, uh, Coke, weed, Molly. You're told you can get that at any time of the day. And maybe even for free, you're not going to do that. Like, that's why I'm like, I would hate to be really rich. Cause like, I can't even control my, I see candy jars. Like, <laughs> you mean you have all those candies and all those glass jars and you only eat a couple pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be, 
like scenes would just be me like giving myself stomach aches on the couch and like I ate too much of the glass bowl you know impossible yeah that's the thing they have no limitations and like moderation is not a thing to them if they don't want it to be yeah it's almost encouraged to like live your life and do whatever you want because people are so up your ass well that's why I feel I mean, that's why you, I do sometimes watch the Kardashian. And I think their great strength is like, wow, they could get any food they want, yet they don't eat mm-hmm. all of it, you know? They're eating the salads. They're, or they'll eat <laughs> one bite of something. And I'm like, that just doesn't, that's not in my vocabulary. It's like, a, if I even have to eat healthy, I want a lot of lettuce. I don't want a little <laughs> of lettuce, you know? I want all the lettuce. I want all the lettuce. Um, so what else is, you know, as we wrap up, what is, cause this, this went way too quick. And is, is there any stories out there right now that, that are, that, that got your eye, anything new, anything, uh, or even anything as, as we start talking about your podcast and stuff like that, anything coming up that you're wanting to focus on? What kind of um, my Apple watch, mm-hmm. sorry. Oh my gosh. I was like, who is that? Um, no, the only thing that I would say on the note of this conversation, and I'm sure you've talked about it is like the Demi Lovato, big chill oh, ice cream situation. Like this chick, nobody told her speaking of like, yes, people like nobody told her, maybe don't put that on your Instagram or maybe put your phone down. Like it's almost obnoxious at this point, how much she's doubled down on being unbothered by the fact that she was wrong. Like she should not have put that business on blast, but nobody's going to tell her that. Well, how are you going to do a documentary, a four-part documentary series about how confused and scared you are at a quarter of your life, but you're totally, you, you're not confused at all about the danger of Froyo. Like mm-hmm. th- that, that part is, and then to, you know, on 420, she was posting weed shots in Hawaii. And it's like, I just feel like there's a lot going on there. And I just don't yeah. know, right. Like, I don't know if, publicly she should be sharing anything right now except for her amazing music like yeah. i think um that is the number one i don't i, I really i want to clarify i don't mean shut up and sing i don't mean that no i, no. I just mean that i think there's like some dangerous things when you have that big of an audience and your message really isn't completely on point that it ends up doing more harm than it does good because then we just end up looking at you and not the message because then totally. it's just now spotlight is on well this is not a healthy girl like this is somebody that's very lost and and this is also something that you know we I look at the age too of like well she's really young you know like yeah. fuck, and she's I been was famous really... her whole life pretty much but also there is this thing where I think celebrities convince themselves that people want to hear everything that they think. Yeah. And totally. I think sometimes it's okay to have those feelings. Like I, like I have feelings all the time about food, like, but I don't <laughs> need to tell anybody about them, nor would I think anybody would give a fuck. Like I've got a decent handle on what I need to do for myself and for my body. And I've learned that over the years mm-hmm. and I know that it would be different for the next person. And I, to me personally, and I know this is even silly that I'm entertaining that I like fat free froyo options. I like <laughs> no. to feel like, okay, good. This makes me feel I little... have the option. <laughs> and I don't think of diet culture vultures. I think of the way my body reacts to food. Like yeah. if anything, like I get upset at my body, not at the people that are trying to make money off me, keeping myself healthy, you know? I a hundred percent agree. And I think you're so right in that. It's like, you start to look at her and not the message and that's where it can become problematic. And so, yeah, someone needs to just tell her to lay off the phone, but sadly she doesn't have those people around her and it sucks. And it doesn't look like she's going to pull a Zac Efron and remove herself from the situation. What if, you know, just to like, 
cool things out, she should post a photo where she does look like Zac Efron. (laughs) All is forgiven, Demi, all is forgiven. Oh, that would be so good. I mean, this is the Demi thing because it's like she's now, it's like, it's not only the food, it's like her intersectionality of like her sexuality and like how Mm -hmm. she, you know, it's like she's discovering so many things about herself, which is amazing. But I always think some of the most important things I've ever discovered about myself were in silence or were in moments alone by myself. Private aha moments moments. of (laughs) self-reflection. Things that I even might be ashamed to share with people, you know, like things that I might be like, well, that's something I learned about myself and I'll never go that way again. You know, like, <laughs> like you write it down, you like put it in a drawer and you're like, it's there. Yeah, what's I the housewives it. write it, forget it, uh, or write it. Oh my uh, God. I can't remember. Is it Durant? Ah. Uh, um, what, else, uh, anything, uh, Bravo coming up that you're excited about? Um, okay. Well, I mean, housewives of Beverly, Fi- Beverly Phils. Am Beverly I all Fils. right? Beverly Phils. Beverly Phils. Beverly Phils is coming so up. So excited. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that coming back in New York. Um, but I'm really excited that we saw that Potomac is coming back this summer. Yeah, it- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've been trying with All Stars to stay off of Twitter because I know people are teasing that they're seeing them and stuff. And I really want to like understand how that's going to work when I see it on television. I don't want as many spoilers yeah. as like I mean, I'm used like- to. I feel like I'm about to, you know, like, you know, uh, oh my God, Ramona just shot Luann. We have a breaking yeah. news alert. Like, no, I want to see that on the show. I don't want to see that. Like, don't tell me about that. I'm happy to see it when it airs. And it's me like, too. it's like, I go back and forth. Like, I love a, a little spoiler here and there. I love something totally. to get excited. A tease. But even like the nine second Potomac preview or the Winter House trailer, I was like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> You know, Raven mainly Bravo was saying that no, what I don't like these. I want the full trailer, and I'm like, no, I love little teases. Little I tease. love me too because it didn't reveal any plot lines. But you're mm-hmm. like, I in my head, it's it just coming. Things, things that I like, I like to see actually exist. I'm like, yeah, oh fuck, they're they're, they're really doing this. Like that's what I want to see. You know, and I, was I am excited. pretty pumped for Winter House. Actually. I probably am the only person on the planet that loved Bachelor Winter Games. So just the fact that we're going to have like a snowy aesthetic, I'm already sold. And um, I just, I like everyone in there. Is there anything that you've hated recently? Is there anything you're like, I, this is, show's <laughs> not for me. This show's not it. I can't get into Real Housewives of Dallas. I just can't get into it. Yeah, you I don't, told me that I don't before hate we started, it, yeah. but like, I just, I don't know. I can't get into it. So there's that. And then I will say like, I've been seeing these previews for Katie's season of The Bachelorette. And like, I don't, I was really, I was at my wits end from Pilot Pete. And like, I don't know if I can keep going up with The Bachelorette. I wouldn't be Katie's shocked a, if- Katie, I'm sorry, but Katie's a drip. I thought, I mean, like everybody was like, I was just like, ah, like she's like a no, I'm just like, we're, she's The Bachelorette. Like, I mean, no, no, yeah. I mean, no offense to Kate. I mean, she seems like a nice girl, but like, I don't, I just like, wait, what? Like, I, I just- I'll be curious. I I think with those, I get excited to see the first couple episodes to see the fools, the guys that get kicked off make about themselves those first couple episodes. They're always kind of fun. But also it's going to be one uh, we're going to deal with like the Chris Harrison not being Mm -hmm. there. I hope that's not being like a big plot point. I mean, I think Bachelor Nation is in a real... (laughs) I think Bachelor Nation is a real... Well, it's a real like this is a make or break year for them because... I think with the way the world is going, not in terms of cancel cancel culture, but in terms of just the awakening of all of these issues, it kind of directly is in opposition with the way the, like, I mean, you know, the bachelor, 
you know, depends on people potentially, you know, fucking on the first night and like yes. maybe being upset about or like treating women poorly or treat, you know, and that that is not maybe where we are as a society as much as where we were five years ago, you know? A hundred percent. And I just feel also with The Bachelor, it's like, it's about love. And like, you've, you've brought someone on to be your lead, like Katie, who literally had 200 and something followers on TikTok before she was even on that season. She wants to be like a sex comic. Like she specifically makes sex jokes. And it's just like, I know, I know you're not there for the right reason. So it's like, I can't even pretend like you're fooling me. I mean, the it's only just, real sex comic is Hannah Burner. We all know. Right? That. It's like she's there's, trying to be only, a- which Hannah, like that's a, a Hannah joke is like, hey, I had your dick in my mouth two times. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't know Katie. I uh, that Now I got to look into Katie's sex comedy a little bit more. That might yeah, be Yeah, I'm sorry there. to burst your bubble. Wait, so and that premieres what in a couple of weeks or I think I, it's I in a couple of weeks. I don't, they put out some other shit trailer for it too. Another teaser. Everybody needs to chill out with the programming, man. Like, seriously. So I can't keep up. Um, so that's so, the only thing I'm sad because I've watched <sighs> bachelor nation since the very first season. And I'm just like, I, I gotta quit it. But I, I feel like, well, bachelor nation, we're really at a point where it's like, they're, <laughs> They really are going to start treating themselves like a nation. I feel like they're going to adopt a constitution. They're going to make, they're going to have <laughs> they're going to unionize. Elect people, <laughs> you know, like Pilot Pete got elected to Bachelor Nation Senate, you know, like oh, I think that shit is going to happen and they're going to like vote on like, do we keep Chris Harrison and things like that? For sure. It's um, definitely going to be its own little nation. Oh, fuck. I'm so Lex, sad. your podcast, One Last Thing, comes out every Wednesday. Is that correct? That's correct. And you guys need to go subscribe. You know her, you love her. I mean, she's just great at pop culture. She's great at all of this stuff. Go follow her. You already follow her on Instagram. But if you don't, it is at Lex Nico, L-E-X, N-I-K-O, everywhere. Everywhere. And (laughs) I don't, wait, you see, you probably do TikTok too, don't you? I do, yes. Yeah, Love you do the you like these ones where the background you. Put I do the green screen. I'm yeah, a green I want to I I get the guts one day to do one of those. Or like how you would just, smash it. I'm always you just scared to. my fingers is going to point in a weird way or something. <laughs> um, uh, but guys, go support her on all of that stuff and go rate her five five stars on there. I want her to have more five star reviews. It's a really easy, simple thing that you can do, um, and then you can do it even before you listen. So um, please go do that in support of anybody that comes on this podcast that is this good. And is there anything uh, you might be coming to LA? So we'll keep an eye out for that. Just send um, out the good vibes for my my visa to come through. <laughs> I know it'll happen, and if not, I'll start lining up some guys for you to. Thank marry. you. That could be the show. Hello. I do now start to think about like things like that could be a show. Like I, I think about reality shows, like anything happens in my life. Like I walk my dog. I'm like, this could be a show. This could be a show. show." Um, Well, we'll have to go to sir and all that stuff when you're back. And Tom, Tom. And Tom, Tom. And uh, we will talk. I'm sure I'll have you on next month again. So we'll we'll continue this conversation. Betches.